0: Till that light. What's going on, Sharp Hustlers? It's Nick Smith. I'm a little under the weather, so bear with me, bear with my voice, but I wanna answer a couple questions I've been getting in my email. So I'm gonna run through these five questions and hopefully they add value to you and help you thinking in the right mindset as you pursue your career with Cutco. May it be the CSP route, maybe you're trying to get into the real pro- realtor program, maybe you're trying to be a manager, maybe you're trying to be the next DVM, maybe you're, maybe you're trying to become the next CEO of Cutco Cut- Cutlery. All those things are great ambitions and great goals. Don't let anyone ever make you think small. The key is thinking big. So let's run through these questions and hopefully they add value to you. So one one person asked, what are the best things I can do in order to make low-income reps sell in terms of mindset, average order, and confidence that people will be able to buy it in general? My best advice to that is, you need to go personally sell in low-income areas if you're sitting there thinking that oh these low-income reps suck you got to realize your reps only suck if their manager sucks So you got to go create that living proof. So go sell in low-income areas. I promise you, low-income area people buy Cutco. They still find the need for the product. In fact, they have more of a need for the product than that Rich Miss Jones who doesn't even cook all five days of the week or seven days of the week, right? Low-income areas usually cook every day of the week. They usually have family dinner. They usually do all these things. So they enjoy Cutco more than some of our higher-end clients. So you got to realize that. And the amount of value you build in your product is why people buy, not their income classification. And just remember this. The majority of broke people are broke because they spend more than they make, which means they buy when there's a lot of sales and things like that. So never... Never limit your thinking to, oh, they're poor, they'll never buy. Man, some of the biggest orders I've had were in these super small, broken down homes because they find a need for the product. They find the value in the product. So make sure you're thinking the right way before you go to your demos or before you're encouraging your reps to go to demos. The next question, how should I develop people and train them so that I can be putting out a lot of branches and districts in the next few years? Two things. One, you put out branches and districts to help them, not yourself. I'm not sure if the person asked the question in reference to, hey, how do I just put out a lot of people so I can make a lot of bonuses? You got to own your your whole ambition in vector marketing is to help others. Remember, we get paid the most when it's a win-win situation. So if you send a branch out and they suck, you don't make anything. So you have to understand that. So you always have to have the other person in mind first, right? The key to developing a lot of branches and districts is one, become living proof that the opportunity works if you work. You're going to have to put in work you're going to have to work 80 90 100 hour weeks it's part of the process it's part of getting started you're going to have to work hard if you're going into the district manager opportunity for oh i don't want to do a nine to five i want to do a ten to two and then just chill well that's not gonna work okay you have to realize there's no such thing as a nine to five in the entrepreneurial world It's 7 to 11 type deals, like 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. You're always grinding. You're always working on your business for at least three to five years. Now, three to five years is way shorter than 40 years. And the thing is, you're just putting a lot more time towards your business in a faster amount. That's all it is. Most people that do nine to fives do it for 40 years because they're only putting in eight hours a day or seven hours a day. Some of them only put in five productive hours a day or four, Uh, but you have to realize it's about outgrinding, outworking everybody, and then people will naturally be inclined to saying, hey, I see you work really hard, but this work's kind of fun. How do I do what you do? And then that's how you build a lot of branches and districts. I don't sit there at the beginning of the year and go, how many branches and districts am I going to put out? I'm just going to work, and I work, and I work, and I work, and I get a lot of questions of the... How do I become, you know, the next district like you? How do I do the next thing like you? And, you know, when you get that question a lot, how do I do what you do? That's how you know you're going to be putting out a lot of branches and districts. Next question is, what is your fall and spring schedule like? How is it similar to the summer or how similar is it to the summer? Well... My schedule stays the same year round, but that's Nick Smith and Nick Smith is a freak and Nick Smith is not the normal person. So I always tell everybody, don't compare yourself to me. Some of you guys need a break and you have to have a break or you're going to go run yourself into the ground. So you have to understand that not everybody's built the same or wired the same. So what I recommend is you get with your district manager, division manager, or your RM and figure out a schedule that works with your three things, work ethic, discipline and mindset. Your mindset might not be at the same level of mine just yet. So you're not gonna be able to do what I do without complaining or crying or not wanting to do it. See, I do this stuff and it's just sixth sense to me. I outwork people naturally now because I've been engraved. I've gone through all the discipline and heartaches and all the adversity already where all all these hard times have just become battle scars and they have not broken me, they have not killed me and I just, I outworked them, I worked through them. So now it's easier for me. If you ask me, how is my schedule when I was 23, just opening the first office, it's a lot different from how it is today. So everyone, it takes time to develop into the person you want to become. The next question was this, how often do you leave your office and for how many days? And when do you feel comfortable enough to let someone else take the reins within the business? Here's how I responded to this question. This is a question that does not need to be answered as it is irrelevant if you are already asking about vacation time, you should seek another career. And I can't hit that on the button anymore. You have to realize this. If you're trying to find a shortcut or a secret answer or when you can get free time, you're looking at this whole thing the wrong way. If you're looking for free time, you need to go become like a second grade teacher. They get a whole summer off. So this is not the opportunity that you're going to have the most free time at the beginning. This is an opportunity where you work your ass off for three to five years to then live the life of your dreams. It's a lot different than, well, when do I get a break? Or when can I do that? Don't look at it that way. If you're looking at it that way, I suggest stay as a rep for a while, okay? And then the next question was this. Biggest tips for opening my district office in May. So a lot of people open their office, and regardless if it's May or if it's January or if it's September, What you have to understand is this. There is no secret formula. There is no shortcut. District offices take a minimum of three to five years to build it out properly and to develop a solid core team of FSMs and new business systems. This is if you work 80 to 90 hours a week minimum. If you're working maybe 40 or 30 hours a week at your business, productive 30 to 40 hours, and that's it, it's going to take you much, much longer. And that's okay, too. So understand that. We have a lot of district managers who have been district managers for 10 years. They've been able to survive, put food on the table, have a decent life, have balance with their family, and they enjoy that. And that's all they want to do. That's great. And that's okay. Everyone's different. So if you're asking, how do I get to this level where you know I can make multiple six figures, live a life of my dreams, have time, freedom, have a huge staff, have a huge FSM core, and all those things, well, you're going to have to work really, really hard, you know? And that's just the difference. So as you study and as you listen to all these Sharp Hustlers series, in a sense, these are all to mold and grow you to become a sharper individual. Because a lot of people come into the business to sell Cutco, these sharpest knives in the world, but yet they're very dull as a person. And hopefully these encourage you to become the next sharp hustler of vector marketing